Throw on your Jinkos, Baby Tees, and Doc Martens, grab your Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper, and join Jackie and Danielle on a journey to the late 90s as we reminisce about the movies of our youth on the No More Late Fees podcast. Don't forget your flannel and butterfly clips. And remember, be kind and rewind. Hi, I'm Dustin. Before we get started, I just want to say that this show is for adults and is about various TV shows available in the USA, so be sure to check your country's TV listings or streaming lineups for the content that we discuss. Also, be aware sometimes we use profanity or make risque comments during our discussion, so be sure to check the show notes before you allow your child to listen along or if you live in an area that prohibits such language. Listen at your own discretion. Thanks for listening. Now, on with the show. Because I was like, man, I can't believe I just messed up this whole recording. And we had this <laughs> situation. We read this book and all this and for me to mess it up. So I'm like, damn it, I, I put know. all the stuff for Dan. Yeah, no, exactly. That was it. I was just like, wow. I, I Screw me. What the hell's wrong with you? I cannot believe I was that person. <laughs> 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 Hey everybody, welcome back to Dustin Can Watch. This is my Stranger Things 4 Volume 2 edition, and this time around I have Nate from Blue Milk Drop Podcast here with me. How you doing, Nate? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I I think we were talking before, the last time we talked was uh, like a year ago for the... uh, I know what you did last summer episode, so that was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to this. That uh, was a lot of fun. I never, you know, what's funny? I never watched that TV show. <laughs> oh, you never watched, did? I never oh, watched man. it. I kept hearing how horrible it was. I was like, I don't want to watch this now. And then <laughs> I, you know, read all my views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just like, yeah, this doesn't look anything like the show, the the movie, or the books. And I'm like, come on. Now I can understand how it's be hard to translate the book into a movie <laughs> or a show format because you have essentially two characters that are the same characters. So you're kind of like, yeah. how can you do that? I'm sure there's a way, but it's kind of hard besides, you know, trying to be all abstract and psychological thriller and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they want a straight up slasher. So yeah, I never watched it. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a watch after this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I, I need to read. I like the book a lot. I really did. I'd I like the book more than I thought I was going to like the book. So mm-hmm. I thought I was. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to the I Know What You Did Last Summer episode I did for last July, July 2021. And that was also with Brucker, who is mm-hmm. our other friend who has uh, Autopsy of a Horror Movie podcast. Yes. Check that out as well. But and the your, co-host on Blue Milk Drop. Yours. Yeah, on <laughs> yeah. yours on Blue Milk Drop. So tell everybody what Blue Milk Drop is about. Uh, so Blue Milk Drop is a Star Wars podcast, and uh, pretty much the whole idea behind it is uh, Brucker is just really good at just movies, and he just talks about all the different like aspects of the episodes and like what they bring. Um, and then I, I'm big into like the comics and the books and the the media that not a lot of people, I guess, probably reach. Uh, so whenever we watch these shows that are pretty mainstream, I like to bring in all that and just we kind of have like this whole formula to bring it all together and just kind of bring 
bring the interest. You're uh, into, into the lore more than he oh, is, yes. and he's more into like the technicality and the yes, exactly. and maybe basic pop culture stuff that goes on. But you're more about you're in depth in it. Apparently, yes, yes, I'm in. Do the you read the novels too, sure. or just the comics? Oh, everything. Everything. everything comics novels tv shows cartoons all that star stuff. wars just, is your jam yeah dude i don't i don't know what it is i don't know what it is it's just it just calls to me that's it did you ever see the star wars holiday special that was from like 79 or 78 or something like that maybe it was 80 uh so that is the one thing i've been really trying to like get a hold of uh and somehow i just can't find it it's not on disney plus i don't think i tried to bootleg it at one point they need to put it on disney plus because because um, James Gunn is doing the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, and I have really? a feeling it's gonna it's spoofing Star Wars holiday special. Oh, that's that would what be I fantastic! Because they own Star Wars, so I mean, why wouldn't they? And it'd be really cool if like a portal opened up and they looked over, they saw like C three PO and R two D two looking at them. You're like, hey, wait, they're both Disney, so it's like it could be done. <laughs> yeah, I think it should be done. I think that's a yeah. good idea. Why not? Why not? They need to go ahead and put that. Disney Plus people, if you're listening, which I doubt you are, but if you are, <laughs> put the Star Wars holiday special on Disney Plus or make it available it somewhere. You heard it here first. Why hide it? Why hide it? That's it. Why? That's all no, I don't say. hide it from us. It's kind of one of those. Apparently, it's like cringeworthy, but also beloved at the same time, you know? Yeah, that's what I've yeah. heard. Like, it's really not good. And it doesn't make any sense <laughs> as far as like the canon of the Star Wars universe. But yeah. I, yeah. I would probably find some way to like it, to be honest. It's just, I just, even if it's dumb, I'm just like, okay, that was fun, you know? Yeah. It would be cool if, like, the Duffer Brothers decided to do, like, a Stranger Things holiday episode, just a one-off. Yeah, what would that be about? I know. Like, you know, they talk about how season five might be have a big time jump, so it'd be really interesting, like, okay, in, in the middle of the time jump, like, just some random episode or something that happened at Christmas or whatever, you know, that'd be <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah, you know, or maybe if somebody has a dream. It's one of those fantasy sequences where, like, we go into Dustin's mind and we see him having a dream of like a holiday special. All the memories and stuff. But you put yourself in the hall in a Christmas memory. There you go. It's a recap, and then it serves also, you know, two things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, okay. Speaking of Stranger Things, why don't you tell me, like, when did you start watching Stranger Things? Um. So uh, it it kind of came to me late. Um. I think I I went for. Whenever it first came out, I got to that first Halloween and every Halloween party I went to, sorry, it's my dog. Every Halloween okay. party I went to had like the letters on the wall with the lights. And I was like, what's that about? Why is everybody, you know, wearing this stuff? Why, why do people have like the bloody nose? And, and I, I just kind of, I kind of like just asked some people, they're like, oh, it's stranger things. I'm like, yeah, it's, it is strange. But like, what, what are you guys watching? <laughs> And so season two. Had, had Why are you all out. tweaking? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I didn't end up watching it that that Halloween. But the next time it came out at season two, I was like, OK, well, let's just binge the whole thing. And that first little binge that we did, uh, I was hooked. I was like, this is this is so cool. This is such a vibe. Um, I definitely want to <laughs> do something like this for for not Christmas for Halloween. And uh, yeah, I was hooked on that. What about you? When did you start watching? I saw it the I think pretty much the first weekend it came out before it became the big phenomenon that it is. Mm. I do that a lot. I don't know how it is, but I I happen to like see things. I'm like, oh, this looks good, oh, interesting, and I jump in on it right away. And then yeah. all of a sudden it blows up. That happened with uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the show. Wow, I watched it okay. the first night it came on, and I watched it ever since. And um, 
like a, a few other things, but like stuff like that. I'm like, oh my god! Like I always like discovering new shows. Like I discovered it, you know. <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, that's how it is. That's how it, it is. Do you feel cooler? Do you feel cooler like having been in at like the ground level? You know. I know. Yeah, I do. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I, I would tell people you need to watch the show, and all of a sudden I'm seeing online like everybody's like, you need to watch this, the phenomenon, blah blah blah. Like, oh, no one was mm-hmm. talking about this a week ago. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like two that's weeks funny. later. That's when people started jumping on board. That's funny. You know what's funny when you say that? I feel like I discovered uh, Lady Gaga when she first came out. I think I had seen the song Just Dance. She was just like a throwaway performance at some some event that I was watching. And I was like, that was great. She was so good. And then didn't hear anything about her. And then like two years later, she's huge. And I was like, I saw her win. Yeah. I made her. <laughs> It's all on my shoulders. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. me in sync. In sync? Oh yeah. man. You I discovered in sync. Yeah, I won tickets, a radio tickets to the small little club and they were playing on the stage. It was like I don't know, I want to say like six by ten. It wasn't very big at all. All five of them were dancing in the small little space. And was it, good? it was just Yeah, it was like when I Want You Back. They had like I Want mm. You Back and then a couple other songs they did. And that was it. And we were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It was so great because they were actually, you know, they actually can sing. You know, it's not like, yeah, I hate to say this about Backstreet Boys. I'm not saying they can't sing, but they don't harmonize the way NSYNC did. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. They just didn't. And like, I think a lot of that was like digital too, most likely. Like, mm-hmm. Get them to harmonize right. I'm not saying yeah. they can't sing, like I said. But yeah, when they're like, I want you back and they turn around mm-hmm. and you're like, what? I was, I mean, of course it was me and a bunch of other teeny bopper girls. And I was like <laughs> one of five guys that was there. Yeah. Yeah. It probably all of us were gay. So it was, you know, that's yeah, you how had a good was. time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't believe you saw them when the, like before they blew up. That's crazy. And for free. Oh, I saw them again for free later on after they had blown up, after they were big, after the, like, um, they did the velvet rope tour with Janet Jackson and, uh, yeah, I got to I got to I meet I met Lance Bass. I got to touch Justin Timberlake's hand, which is not a big deal, <laughs> trust me. Did you force it or was it just like No, I natural? was working backstage as event staff. Okay. And I they had didn't have a place to put me, so they kind of kept moving me and I was working at the stage door and somebody um like Justin Timberlake comes by. I'm like I had to tell them like everybody who walked through, I'm like you had to really like push down and pull, like push and pull mm-hmm. like, really forcefully. And he just wouldn't do it and he was acting nuts and he started shaking the door and going crazy. Like he was really being over the top stupid. About it. <laughs> and I put my hand on his and I went like this, click clunk, and then opened the door. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. I just couldn't open it up. I don't know what's going on. I just couldn't open it up. And just kind of walked inside. And his mm-hmm. bodyguard, who's like my height, I'm everything. Another thing right there. Justin Timberlake is not as tall as he's, they say in the Titty Bopper magazines. They said he was really? like two. Dude was five nine, if anything. What? Like he was way shorter than what they said. Because I am 6'2", or six, well, actually, I was 6'3". I've shrunk since. Um, <laughs> but his bodyguard was my height, maybe even a little taller. And he just looked at me as he was walking by, and he was like, I don't know how to do this. And the bodyguard looked at me and just kind of rolled his eyes like, I have to deal with this shit all the time. Like, <laughs> hey, Justin is so dumb. <laughs> he's so dumb. Why do I work here? Like, yeah. you know, that's, yeah, that's how I knew. I didn't know him, but yeah. And I'm also a week older, exactly a week older than Justin Timberlake. We were both oh, in the wow. same hospital a week apart. I was yeah. going to say, and you guys are from the same place too. So that's yeah. wild. Yeah. 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 I'm not, 
yeah, I'm not a big JT fan. Everybody's like, oh, he's a Memphian. I'm like, he didn't live here for like most of his childhood. And somehow mm-hmm. he's a Memphian. I don't understand. He grew up in Orlando. Yeah, I was going to say, he Mickey claims Mouse it Club. Cool. Yeah, he did Mickey Mouse Club and NSYNC in Orlando. And that's how they got mm-hmm. together. That's all of his childhood right there. He may yep. have come back here visited, but he didn't like live here. That's what mm-hmm. makes you so mad. My hometown. You did not grow up here. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I digressed again. Like, I no, you're good. I love it. I love that we just went off in that direction. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Justin Timberlake did not, was not a big thing back in 1986. We were both five. <laughs> and <laughs> um, were you even born by this point? 92. I was a 92 baby. I was, oh. I was yeah. in there. <laughs> Six years later, you came about. Okay. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, we were both five years old in '86, and yeah, um, I I really love Stranger Things and how they jump from year to year to kind of keep the mm-hmm. timeline moving and whatnot. What would you say was your favorite season from season one to season four, volume one? Uh, probably this one, honestly. I think this one really, was the, yeah. I, I don't know what it. I think it was because season three was starting to lose me. I was starting to slow away a little bit. Um, but this one just really, no, it wasn't season three of season two. Um, I thought this one was just so good. It was honestly just terrifying. I don't, I don't remember yeah. the show being that scary. And I, I think I've just recently just being exposed to Brucker been getting into like horror stuff more and uh, taking it for what it is. And I was just terrified the whole time. And I loved it. What about you? Yeah, I, I actually, I will say season one's my favorite. Cause it was the one that got me off. I usually, that's it got me off. Then it got saying. you off. <laughs> um, I caught that. Yeah. Not like that. Um, no, I, I would say it got me interested in it, you know, and everything. And I usually do that. Like the first season, you know, it's the one that grabbed me, you know, but mm-hmm. if I would say this would be my second favorite other than that, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I think like season two kind of just rehashed some of the problems they had in season one and kind of just, but that's typical of sequels. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, they show like the Duffer brothers from the beginning. They really didn't want to call it season one, season two. They just want to call it stranger things, stranger things, two, stranger things, three, stranger things, four. Like they, mm-hmm. they wanted to call, be called that because they want it to be sequels. Like it's a big movie rather yeah. than, you know, like a season one, season two, everybody still calls it that, which it technically is, but they are like a long movie, like a long movie all cut up in a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. Season four has definitely had, you can tell they had time to breathe and really focus on like the way they wanted to move the story, the effects they wanted to have the villain. They had a lot more inter- you know, how they wanted to develop characters. Um, you know, they had all this stuff like a year before, like they had the, they knew the titles, they knew everything of all mm-hmm. the episodes. And then they, once COVID hit, they said they had time to really, dive into it really flesh out some things which is why each episode's like an hour and a half almost you know oh, wow okay so yeah the other ones have probably been an hour they would have cut down some stuff and it might not have been as good you know wow so I COVID want... just like benefited the whole show that's wild yeah it, that. I, that's you know one thing we got out of it right mm-hmm. <laughs> we got a better season <laughs> of stranger things yeah. and yeah so i do want to talk about um since i you know if you haven't listened to stranger things for volume one that was with me and uh, my friend Robbie Miles because he's my my friend that I met and we got we bonded over Stranger Things stuff. Go listen to that episode, and you'll hear some other stuff, some behind the scenes stuff that I found out, and and you know our other opinions on other things and how they're all going. So that's about an hour and a half, but it's a fun. We recap the whole series in that. So 
Right now, though, let's recap uh, season four, volume two, which, you know, if you haven't watched volume two, come back when you have. Don't listen to it (laughs) now. Don't listen to this recap because we're going to spoil the thing for you. But if you have watched it, listen and enjoy it, which I actually call Stranger Things season four, volume two, a double P journey because the Papa and the piggyback. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. Because both the names are, you know, Papa and piggyback. the names of the so, shows. Yeah. Double P. I know it sounds like, yeah, double penetration. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this I wrote that and I was like, adult sound, rated. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this sounds wrong. Um, yeah. So Papa and the piggyback. So, okay. So volume one ended and L was in the Nina project still. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Russian stuff is still going on. They finally get Hopper out and they're trying to escape with um, Yuri, who is their, I guess, flight uh, a pilot, whatever, who's kind of mm-hmm. you know, screwed them over left and right. And they're trying to get out. And um, the California team is still trying to drive to find L in the middle of the desert. And back in Hawkins, the main group of kids went to the upside down and they're trying to escape, and just as Nancy and Steve are about to go up um, into the portal to get out, Nancy gets taken under uh, the curse by Vecna, who is showing him, or excuse me, showing her pretty much his whole history. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. why he decided, here, I'm going to show you everything. Boom. This is who you're dealing with. So they know it's one. They know it's Henry Creel, and they know it's Vecna. They're all the same, one and the same person. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he didn't just kill Nancy. I think you know? it was just to put the fear in Eleven because he told he told her to tell Eleven, right? Yeah, I think it was true. just that he just messed. But with at the her. same time, like if he would have just taken Nancy right then, he could have just started his whole plan, you know. But anyway, um, <laughs> if he could, because you know, what were they going to do? Nothing. They didn't have any music. They didn't have anything. You know, there's that whole thing where they're trying to like all the kids, are like, oh my gosh, she's under a trance. Let's find music. And then, of course, Eddie is like, I, was it Metallica? He brought up. It was or Metallica. What, what was it? I need music. Yeah. He goes, this is music. <laughs> and um. Yeah, so they, you know, she, they, she got let go and she tells them all what he said and everything about who mm-hmm. he is. And they had this whole, like, you know, come to Jesus type of, you know, attitude, like, oh, what are we going to do, guys? What are we going to do? So they had to come up with a plan. Yeah. And they decide they're going to come up with a plan, a multi part plan, and try to try to trick Vecna, which I'm like, this ain't going to work. He can read your mind. No. Guys. No. <laughs> Honestly, the whole time that they were doing the plan, I was just like, man, these kids are just so crazy because they're going in there without. 11 who was their superstar right they're going in yeah. with their, without their best player and expecting to come out alive and uh, i don't know it was just well i think it's because of season three because they 11's not the one who beat the bad guy in season three that's true that's you true know, I forgot she about got that. her powers <laughs> taken away by the like i call the meat flayer mm-hmm. and and uh which we find out was vecna he wanted to come and take her powers and yep. he knew he could um and that's how he did it and so she wasn't able to use them. Hence why she's at the Nina project, perfecting her powers And Papa. You start learning more and more about that, how she, I was right that she regressed after, you know, the whole thing with Victor happened and she threw him into the upside down. She couldn't remember that at all. She can't remember mm-hmm. killing any kids. She can't, I don't know. I guess she regressed into not talking as well because she used to not talk at the beginning of the series. And, you know, so he had to kind of work with her and he kind of betrays her. You know, like you're going to stay here. You're not leaving. And he drugs her. And um, then like 
they start to like, he turns on Dr. Owens and they chain mm-hmm. him up and beat the crap out of him. Meanwhile, the bad, uh, I don't remember his name though. The bad guy, the government guy, they all show up at the Nina project. They want 11. That seems like they just want to kill her. Like they just want to yeah. flat out kill her. And yep. cause they, they're, they just know that she's the one doing all this stuff, which she doesn't, you know? And so Papa helps her Papa, Dr. Brenner, Helps her escape, essentially, you know, mm-hmm. um, he gets her outside and just as the California crew pulls up in the surfer boy pizza van, a helicopter's coming after her. It's shooting people left and right. It shoots Papa dead and she's got that collar on because he put the collar on her. I, I don't know what was in that collar. Was it like razor blades? What like what was it? It looked wooden. It just kind of seemed like a kill safe, like. Maybe it would, it looked like a, like a claymore attached around her neck. Like it would just blow up if he just hit the kill switch. Is what okay, it that like must be me. what it was. Cause I was like, is this electrocuting? Is it have like a little razor blade? Cause it had little slits on the things that were against her neck. It's like, well, they come mm-hmm. out and chop her neck out. You know, I didn't know what yeah. it was going to do, but you're probably right. Probably just blowing her head up. <laughs> so she basically, she brings the, the, the helicopter down, kills them. And then Mike and everybody runs up to her, you know, they hug. And then Dr. Brennan with his last bit of effort unlocks the, the collar and she gets out and she tells him, you know, she basically, it's kind of like a forgiveness thing, but not at the same time because he's kind of a bad mm-hmm. guy, but he's also kind of a good guy. And it's, he's yeah. got like a really weird moral code he's got going with. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, I still want to know how he survived that Demogorgon attack. They still never told us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this that man. made me mad. Like what happened? <laughs> how did he get out of that underneath that Demogorgon? Like, why didn't they kill him? I don't understand, but so yeah, they get out, they start heading to Hawkins. Um, they realize that they're not going to make it there in time. So mm-hmm. with luck, um, my luck, but excuse me, with good luck, they have Argyle. They're, you know, indigenous toking surfer boy pizza guy. Um, <laughs> you know, he's pretty awesome though. He's pretty, and you know what? He talks like that in real life. It seems from the stuff oh, he I've does? seen. Yes, oh, that's how no. he talks. Like, what's up, bro? You know, he just kind of talks like this, you know, and yeah. you know, he seems like a fun person in real life. So mm-hmm. he gets them into a local surfer boy pizza um, because she needs uh, a sensory deprivation tank. He's like, I got an ice chest. I've got the salt. We're going to get you into this thing. And so she can, they make her some block off glasses, um, you know, so with the pizza boxes and, um, mm-hmm. you know, she gets in there and she starts, I'm going to jump. I'm going to piggyback into uh, Max's mind because she knows there's a plan in motion. She's going to pick it back into Max's mind. And then when Vecna comes for her, she'll be able to fight him. Yep. And so the whole team, you know, back in, let's go back to Russia there. They realize, Oh crap, we have, we can't go anywhere. We need to, you know, we need to help the kids. They realize all the stuff that's going on. And they remember seeing like, like when they're breaking out, they see a shadow monster. Like we saw, mm-hmm before and it's trapped in a, in an incubator type of thing. There's a bunch of demo dogs and demogorgons trapped in incubators. And when they leave and they go back, like we got to kill these things. Cause that's going to help, you know, cause it's a hive mind and they like, if we kill these things, it's going to hurt the bad guy and it'll give L and the kids a leg up. So they go back to the prison, which everybody there is dead. Yeah. Cause demogorgons got them all. And, uh, so they're trying to get that done. Um, and then the, the shadow monster apparently went into, I guess it says went into them. And I'm like, into the Demogorgons or into I think the, the Demogorgons. I That's think the, the thing that bothers me. I'm like, wait, they didn't really specify. What if it went into people instead? You know what I mean? And yeah. They thought Demogorgons. 
And also, what does that do if it goes into the dogs? And right, I mean, they're the all a hive mind. They're all controlled together anyway. So yeah, I don't. Th- I what, feel like nothing really came of that. That's why I was if like, that maybe they misunderstood and actually went into people. Yeah, probably. You know, but I just, I mean, or I'm just stretching or reaching for, you know, <laughs> for some kind of complication that's not there. It's over our heads. It'll be covered exactly. in the next season, probably. I don't even know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, like Will's over here being all sad. He's telling, you know, Mike, you know, Elsa loves you and she could never not love you. You're the heart of the team. And he shows the painting, which is just them battling in their, their Dungeons and Dragon characters. Mm-hmm. Batting a dragon or something, and and uh, and so he's like, it's basically him confessing in a way his love for Mike. It looks like yep. they don't say yep. it outright. And Jonathan's watching. He watches this whole scene half play out from the you know he's the driver's seat. He sees in the back. Um, you can see like it just bothers him so much that his brother's hurting. In which you know what I will. I'm just talking nonstop. Sorry. No, um, you're good. <laughs> so Jonathan, like Robbie and I were talking about how Jonathan wasn't one of our favorite characters. He's just kind of like, eh, you know, yeah. but I would say in volume two, he really came to play. Like he started acting like, Hey, my dude, he starts acting like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, you're getting involved, Jonathan, get involved. There you go. You yeah. know, and he's like, Hey, I got some delicious toke stuff. So you let us use your freezer and your stuff, you know, at the, the surfer boy pizza guy. Mm-hmm. And he starts acting like that. He gives Will this heartfelt speech saying, if there's anything you ever have to tell me, I'm your brother. I will always love you no matter what. He tells him all this stuff. And and that, and it's kind of like they don't say it, but it's like he knows. And He's telling Will's him, like, like, I know you're I know you have feelings for Mike. And yeah, I'll accept you regardless. And I thought that I thought that was super powerful. Also, yeah, it was poignant, but at the same time, it was really subtle. At this, you know, it wasn't like mm-hmm. he didn't want to say it in case he was wrong. I'm sure, <laughs> maybe yeah. I'm reading this wrong, but you know, he knows he's right. You know, so okay, so L is um, piggybacking. She sees their their plan in motion, and so the whole plan is that Max and Lucas are going to go hide out in Creel House, try to locate Vecna there. Um, meanwhile, Robin, Nancy, and Steve are going to go into Krill house in the upside down to try to kill Vecna in his physical mm-hmm. form. Um, Erica is keeping lookout across the street in our world and she's actually helping them with which phase we're in and whatnot. They can't talk because if they talk, then Vecna's going to hear them in the upside down. So they had yeah. to like write things down on paper and, um, and use flashlight signals. Meanwhile, Eddie and Dustin are planning to draw the demo bats, which that is the actual name. They're demo bats. Yeah. I yeah. found, I found a toy at target and it's a demo bat. And I was like, Hey, it is a demo bat. I called it that. And I was right. Um, <laughs> they're going to try to distract it with the, the guitar solo that Eddie puts on, which is mm-hmm. everybody's been the looking Metallica at that shot song. since the trailer first came out. You know? Yeah. It was yeah. incredible. It was probably awesome. my favorite, probably my favorite scene, honestly. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. In which, you know, the demo bats come, they break into, they start breaking into the, uh, the trailer in the upside down. Dustin gets away, gets back to our world. And then Eddie's like, no, I got to stay here and keep all these demo bats busy. So he hops on a bike, lets them chase him down for a little bit. They eventually jump on him and kill him. And, you know, there's a big, it's really sad. And I'm like, why did you kill off another new character? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially one that was going to be beloved. You knew he was going to be a beloved. Why'd you do yeah. this? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I know. So Dustin's all sad about that. Meanwhile, uh, Jason, the jock, the asshole shows up at Creel house. They tack like one of the, his cronies tackles Erica. 
she gets away, kicks a guy in the butt in the in the balls and like nails him with the damn <laughs> flashlight. She's like, yeah, she I love Erica. Yeah, she's um, great. Uh and he and Lucas start having it up. He thinks Lucas put Max in some kind of trance when Vecna takes her. And he's like, no, you know, so they're having this big fight. He's got a gun. He's going to shoot Lucas. And there's a whole big fight going on. Meanwhile, you know, Max is just like with her eyes rolled up and like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. she's trying to hide from Vecna in her mind. She goes to the snowball in her mind. She's good there for a little while. And then Vecna shows up. Meanwhile, Elle is trying to figure out where in Max's mind they are. And she's seeing clues like with the table, the snowball, and mm-hmm. she's trying to get there. And then Vecna shows up, starts to like kill Max. And that's when L shows up finally and, you know, starts tossing around Vecna. Vecna gets the upper hand. He's like, I'm going to let you watch your friend die, you know? And so he's mm-hmm. going to go after Max. And then meanwhile, I know there's a whole lot of shit going on. Meanwhile, Mike is over here whispering in L's ear, like, L, you can do this. You know, you can do this. You're badass, blah, blah, blah. I believe in you. And you're like, do it, fight him, fight him. So she kind of gets up the willpower and she overpowers Vecna mm-hmm. and kills him. Supposedly, we'll see. Meanwhile, Max is already starting to fly up. Her arms are, and her legs are all broken because they're sort of doing that. She started bleeding from her eyes, and now she's blind. Um, and she wasn't responsive, so Ugh. she's trapped. She's got she's brain dead right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, she's in the hospital. That's how we end on her. So we don't know how she's going to come back or. Meanwhile, Will is feeling the back of his neck. The, he's starting to get the goosebumps in the back of his it's neck. Like he did in season two, three. Mm. And he's like, oh, no. He's like, he's not gone. He's not gone. He's still coming after us. Mm-hmm. Then the big earthquake happens and a big, like, it almost looks like a Nazi symbol. Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Did you notice? It's like, it's like an X, like X, but the way it was kind of waved, I was like, ooh, this kind of looks like a Nazi symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, the swastika. Um, not exactly, but had that feeling to it. It starts to open up. There's the ground opens up and the upside down is now starting to merge into Hawkins and some people have died, which mm-hmm. when it happened, um, Lucas had knocked Jason out and his ass got split into two. <laughs> no. Oh my God. What an unceremonious way to put him out. And it was just perfect because he I know it was like, eh, we're done with you. Anything. Yes. You're dead. <laughs> you know, how everybody was like, Jason has had way too much screen time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And when he died too, he was kind of like in the corner of the screen too. Like wasn't even focused on him. Like he wasn't a big deal. He's just nobody to yeah. us. Like, yeah, Everybody's putting these it. like things out, these memes, and it's like half his body, like two pictures, and they split his body in half. And like, if you know, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. So um who else? So Eddie died. They basically just said Eddie died in the in the whole earthquake thingy. Um and the news actually had it right saying, you know, there was an upset, you know, a different dimension coming in. And then the dad, um, Mr. Wheeler's like, what? They'll come up with anything kind of thing. Like, no, they were right. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that what they said on the news? I feel like I something like that. It. There was something that were pretty much figured out everything that happened. And he's like, oh, they'll believe in it. You know, all the crap they put on the TV, you know, um, I need to go back and watch that part. But it was something like that. Mm. So at the end, the last shot of it is them all seeing like the upside down is starting to take over Hawkins, like the gray, the dead, you know, they saw like half the field was like green, half of it was gray and dead flowers. And, and you're basically, that's how it ended. I'm like, well, crap. I'm like, I, well, that's a bleak ending. Yeah. But you know, like the posters say every ending has a beginning, which they do that a lot when they do like a next to last episode or next to last mm-hmm. movie. Some sort of, always say that. Yeah. yeah. Every ending has a beginning. Of course it does. So, okay. 
that's pretty much the gist of what happened. And there's some more stuff that happened, but that's pretty much the gist. Okay. All right. Into these questions I have. So going back to volume one and still volume two, if you had an 80s song that could pull you out of Vecna's curse, what would it be? Uh, it's, and I'll, I've, I've got a description for it. It would be, I have actually multiple options. There's a lot of good 80s songs, but Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. And that <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a nice, like little like build in right to the song that you can catch it and you, you instantly recognize it. Uh, but for me, like how it kind of takes me to my happy place is that um, it's not so much in the lyrics, but it's just, I remember when I was in high school, just driving around with my best friend Cody at the time. Mm-hmm. And he lived out in like Port Royal, Tennessee, which is just like tobacco farms, corn, wheat, all oh, that dunk. stuff. Just, yeah, just out in the boonies. And we would just blast all these songs. It was like his playlist and Jesse's girl was one of them. And it was just like, I just remember like having my hand out the window, just doing my little like thing with the wind and that song's just playing. Yeah, exactly. And then the fast forward to adulthood, right? And me and him are living together in Nashville and we go out to Broadway and we're at the bars and we're at just this random bar and the cover band starts playing that song (gasps) and we're at two opposite ends of it. And I like look across the bar and he looks across and we meet eyes. And I was just like, this girl and then we like go to the front and we're just this is our bar now (laughs) yes exactly it like i felt very main character in that moment uh and we just jammed out the rest of the night just kind of felt like a montage and it all sparked from that song so i've just got a lot of really good like memories associated with it so that's kind of where what it does for me but yeah uh tell me about yours like let's hear what's yours um and the first uh, i said this in volume one i'll tell you um i chose take on me by aha Ooh, that's a good song. It's just got this happiness to it, and it's just like really catchy tune. Mm-hmm. And then I can like sing along with it, you know, like take me on. <laughs> you know, and the whole everybody know, you know, it's so funny. Do you know what it says in the song? Uh, like a lot of people don't I'll know what gone? it says. No, what does he say? I'll be gone in a day or two. In a day in or two. two. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we both did that. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's a great song. I mean, I yeah. and the last time that, it's in a day <laughs> <laughs> talking away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I love it. And the music video still holds up. You know what I mean? Like the whole comic strip, um, yeah. comic book thing, and jumping in and out of it. It still holds up. You know, it's still kind of mm-hmm. cool looking. So that That's would be awesome. my Vecna song, I guess you would say. That's a perfect okay. song. It is. Yeah. It's great. It's a great song. Um, who would be your MVP character this season and why? Uh, for me, Eddie just completely stole the show. Eddie Munson. He, um, I just loved his relationship with Dustin. He was just so charismatic about Dustin and telling him to not change and just being who he was and just so into his hobbies and his friendships. And I think he just had probably the best character growth out of anybody this season. Like we obviously saw some growth in some other people, but we've had more time with them, right? We know their tendencies. Mm-hmm. We know what, what their current relationship ship status is. But with Eddie, I was so unsure of him at first. Cause he just kind of seemed like, um, I don't know, like, like a anarchist type still. character. Yeah, exactly. So I was a little hesitant of like what he was going to be and like the influence he was going to have on Dustin. But as the season just kind of progressed, I was like, wow, this dude is, he's pretty deep and he's a good guy. And he really wants the best for not even just Dustin, but all of his friends and, um, seeing him bond with Steve and all that and 
because they're like the polar opposites and they're both the people that Dustin look up to. It was just, uh, it was nice. It was nice to see that. So Eddie stole the show and then him dying, man. I just got so upset because I was, I knew it was going to happen with the second he, him and Steve were having that conversation. I was like, okay, I think he's, I think this is his one swan these, song. <laughs> yeah. I was like, one of these guys is gone and I, I think it's going to be Eddie. So it was sad. It was a sad moment for me. Yeah. And like the, you know, I think Millie Bobby Brown got in, a little bit in trouble with the Duffer brothers. She was like, I wanted there to be like, because she wanted like some big game of Thrones type deaths. And the Duffer brothers were like, no, that wouldn't, it wouldn't be a completely different show then, you know, we would mm-hmm. have to, you know, and I'm like, I agree. But at the same time, maybe you should have killed at least one big character, you know, like just to really show us the stakes, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they really hurt Max really hurt max badly so i mean i guess that's what they were doing with that but yeah i kind of i th- kind of think they should have just kept her dead which let me just say when she died like when it, it first happened we thought it was going to happen i like screamed i actually did no I was like, <laughs> yeah i was like what are you doing it's like stop stop him and i cried i did cry i think I, oh it's like the first time i've cried watching a tv show and like at least four months. <laughs> At least like. four months. <laughs> yeah. I haven't marked in the calendar over here. Yeah. The first time was American Idol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. She got picked. She got the damn ticket to go to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. No. Um, <laughs> mine would be Max. And not just because of character development, but well, kind of, but basically because she was like, all right, um, I've already been through this hell and I'm going to go back through it again. Uh, she just yeah. voluntarily let somebody come into her mind and get chased around. You know what I mean? Like the selflessness that's yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And she had a lot of character development during the season as well, because at the beginning of this season, she's all closed off. She doesn't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. She's still, you know, dealing with the stuff from Billy's death, which was like, I would say eight, nine months earlier or something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think definitely max and L grew a lot too. Mm-hmm. 11 did you know she had to you know, obviously she had to go back and look at a lot of her stuff but she was still kind of the same l like all right now it's time to be pissed off and now it's time to break you know kick some ass mm-hmm. but max on the other hand was like yeah i'm just you know i guess i can't really do much i can just listen to my songs over and over which she even made a point in volume one saying what if i listen to this too much and i start to hate it you know <laughs> i I'm was like, wondering exactly the same thing. Yeah. I was like, how you get used to a song after a while, you start, you start resenting it because you're like, I like the song and now it means nothing to me because I listened yep. to it yep. so much. And yeah, um, but I'm glad it didn't work, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, Max, it's, it, go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was no, going to say, it's interesting what they got into with Max. <laughs> we both just went for it. No, no, you. No. I, I, no I. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Max is my favorite of the season. And next mm-hmm. will be, you know, Eddie and whatnot, but oh, and Argyle yeah. too, you know. Yeah, Argyle's they did pretty- a good job with Max though, because I feel like uh, whenever her brother died last season, um, I thought she felt completely different towards her brother until she started talking about all the things that she was feeling like the the resentment towards him, and then not wanting she to say kind of wished she he had like died or got into a bad yeah. accident. Yeah, yeah, because I was wondering, I was like, what's going on with her, and why why wouldn't they console her? But it's like, oh, they would be consoling her for something that she hasn't really expressed to them. You right. I mean, she hasn't actually told him how she feels about her brother. And, and even though he's a stepbrother and she really hated him, she, he was still her brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she doesn't want him to actually didn't actually want him to die. She just wanted him to stop being yeah. the way he was. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where she starts feeling guilty and that's where the guilt came from and whatnot. Yeah. Um, 
one thing that I thought was interesting, um, completely off that, by the way, because we talked about this in the volume one, was the guidance counselor and how the guidance counselor mm. had a clock necklace on with everybody who ended up being a victim was in seeing the guidance counselor and she had a clock necklace on, which was Do like, you think she it, was a pawn in this whole thing? That's what um, we kind of like, Hmm. Or is it just kind of coincidence? Kind of let you know that they're tied in because the clock necklace is like, Oh, they're all going to be part of this. You know, um, Robbie thought it could have been number eight trying to like, see what's going on and, and doing mm. the illusion to make her look like somebody else, you know, Oh, okay. that's what she could do. So I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Maybe we'll see her in volume five. We'll see. Or is season that, five, me. is eight the one that we saw like in season two where she yeah, showed up for an she episode went to Chicago then, for a minute and yeah. helped her teach her how to use her powers a little better. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which I'm like, bring her back. That was, that was her. such a random thing. I know. Me. And then they didn't bring her back. Like, yeah, bring her back. <laughs> doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Um, what do you think? I mean, obviously you probably agree with me on this. Like which character do you think could have had less screen time? Oh, Jason, Jason, totally. <laughs> Jason totally was so Jason. annoying. God. Other than Jason, we'll say uh, Jason's the obvious one. Which one do you think could have been a little bit less? Uh, Ooh, hmm. That's actually really tough. Maybe. I, know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, really... I kind of feel like I didn't want to see the Russia stuff as much. It like was I wanted to see it and I wanted least... to see something happen, but it felt like it moved so slowly. Like, just come back to this later when things are picked yeah. up, you know, because it didn't really tie into what was going on with the kids. Not until the end. Much. Yes. Yeah. Not until the end. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 guess, I guess I maybe would have said Jonathan if I didn't say mm. the Russia scene. He kind of he just he irritated me all season until his moment with Will. Yeah. But, until he actually yeah. stepped up and tried to do something. Uh, yeah, with somebody. exactly. Because mm-hmm. he was just a stoner the whole season. He became the stoner. Yeah. And you know, that's something that bothered me. I'm like, come on, Joyce. You know Pot. He's smoking in the house. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let me just fan this out the window. That's not enough. You could smell that in the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's just, on, letting life, just letting life happen to him, too. Like, just not really, you know, getting out in front of it. Taking life by the horns, I guess, is what people I want to know how he... I guess he knows Argyle from high school. Because I, I didn't, you know, realize that, there was, that Nancy and Jonathan were still in high school. I didn't realize that. Oh. At the beginning of the season, I was like, oh, they're in high school. <laughs> I thought they graduated last time. <laughs> I think I thought I they did, too. Yeah, really I didn't sense. realize that Steve was like that much older than them. You know, I didn't realize Robin was out of high, was still in high school. Oh, she was? Yeah, because she was in the band. Remember, she liked the girl in the band. Oh, that's so that's right. No, interesting. I didn't yeah, even realize was out of high school. Steve. <laughs> so just a yeah. year out. It's working at the video store. The yeah, there's not much going on. But, you know, I mean, you know, okay, so out of all of them, out of all the groups and different scenes we saw this season, we had the Hawkins group, we had the California group and the Russian group, which situation, if you had, if you had to choose and you're like, you had to be in one of these three, which situation would you rather be in? Um, I got a, I guess a, a little different answer. So I think the best situation to be in would be to be with like Mike, Will and Eleven, just because Eleven is a superstar and. I'd probably feel very safe with her, but I mm-hmm. don't think I'd actually be in that scenario. Um, I feel like I would probably be in the situation with like Steve and, and Dustin and them. And it's not even for like, like it's not, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't like prefer to lead right in these situations, but I definitely prefer to be in control and I would probably be 
one of the people making the plan just to make sure because I'm just like a very cautious person. Right. And I just mm-hmm. like really making sure everybody's like accounted for. And I would probably try a little bit harder <laughs> to get in touch with like Mike and Eleven and Will and all them. But um, I'd probably be in that situation, but I would feel that the safest and the best being with Eleven and them. You know what I, I literally just thought of? You're speaking what? about that. I was like, why didn't Susie call Dustin when they came by to get the coordinates to find the Nina project? You know, I'm like, why didn't she? Just she's call not even him? connected like, to this whole thing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because they told her it was a surprise for him. That's why. Oh, that's right. Okay. okay. Yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. Just answered your own question. I know. What, what, huh? what, who would you be with? I probably would be in the Hawkins group too. And mm-hmm. that's mainly because. As a kid, my friend Bill and I would like, we would grab spy, you know, the spy tech stuff and we would spy. Yeah. We would literally, it sounds really bad because we were like 10, but we look like, we were going to people's backyards and like look through the windows like Harriet the Spy <laughs> and try to see what's going on and try to listen to the conversations. We were like peeping Tom. We weren't like looking for anything. We were just like, we would just clamp like, it's dark out. I remember like a friend of our family, of my family. We went to their backyard and we were watching them. And then they came outside into the backyard and they had their garbage cans. So we're like, hide behind the garbage can. Like, please don't come around this garbage can. Mm-hmm. And they were like cooking out. We're like, we got to get out of here. But they kept staying outside and they wouldn't go back in. So we're just yeah. stuck there for the longest time, you know, and we would do That's all funny. kinds of shenanigans like that. You know, it's the thrill of the hunt. That's what it is. You just, yeah. you're not really just out there to do anything. You just, you know, you just, just rambunctious see, kids. Yeah. Seeing what we find out. That's all. I'm just curious. <laughs> We had like a, um, um, there was this hill next to the house. Um, there's a street, the street I lived on, the people across the street from us were the namesake of the street. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was their fancy. last name. And, um, yeah, so they had this big house, the bigger house in the neighborhood. It wasn't like huge. It wasn't like a mansion, but they have a lot of money. And uh, next to it, they had this huge hill and woods behind it. That's all gone now. It's all part of a subdivision now, but the woods were, were there and we would close up those and we found like some chicken wire mm-hmm. and we like rolled it up and we put leaves on it so that way we can be shielded and we can watch people from the street. We can watch from above them. And we <laughs> saw this girl like getting out of like uh, uh, summer school because the, um, the high school is right next to us yeah. and she was walking home and this guy kept trying to pull it in her car. She's like, no, leave me alone. And then he would like drive off. And you come back around in another driveway and like try to pull her into the car. She's like, oh, stop it. I'm like, we were, are we watching, watching a kidnapping? We didn't know. <laughs> oh, my and God. I know. And he kept going down the street and doing it over and over. And we never saw anything about it. But it was kind of felt like one of those situations that you would see one of these kids in. Like, oh, my, what do we do? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but, like, we were 10. We were, like, the age they were the first season. Uh, 10 or 11. So, yeah, that seems a lot like what my group of friends and I would probably get into if we saw this mm-hmm. stuff going down, like, well, we got to take care of this, you know? <laughs> yes. Take matter into our own hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah. How I know I would also be in that group. I guess my, my childhood story is I used to be in a, a ghost hunting group when I was in like high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. We call it, and I didn't name it. Right. We just called ourselves team death squad. <laughs> and okay. We, I know it's the lame. It's lame. <laughs> It's okay, but we we ghost hunting here. before. I understand. Yeah, it's fun. You just kind of get into it. And did we you guys get anything to... cool, like any cool EVPs or see anything? Or no, anything? no. We uh, we used to just take recording devices with us. And mm-hmm. oh, sorry, I just hit my mic. There was one situation. So we went to. You've heard of the Blair Witch or not the Blair Witch? Uh, what's the one in Tennessee? The, the Bell Witch. Adams. The Bell Witch. That's it. We live right next to uh, Adams, Tennessee, which is where the Bell Witch is. 
And um, there's like this abandoned church and we took a recording device and put it inside the church. And then Mm -hmm. we went over to the cave where all this stuff happens. And um, we definitely had a run in. Let's just like long story short, we definitely had a run in. We ran back to get our recording device and then we went home. And when we listened to the device, uh, it there was like talking in this church and it was like a boarded up church. It was abandoned type of thing. And it was creepy. Did you make out what they were saying or was it like kind of whispery? So there was this guy in our group who we, everyone was like, this guy is probably like demonic and he's probably the reason like he (laughs) named the group. He's the one who like got us to do all these things and (laughs) all these situations that we ended up in. We always ran into like some sort of trouble. And uh, so he was just off, but the recording was just saying his name uh, and I'll just make up a name. He was just like, Ryan. Ooh, Ryan. Just like that the whole time. And it would get louder and louder and louder. And then uh, the church was next to a train and the train blared its horn <laughs> while we're like getting closer to this thing and listening to it. And we just almost peed our pants because we were just so scared <laughs> at this recording. Wow. But it was like, that's, that's what it was. That's what it was like. Um, it's just weird being in, in moments too, like when we were at the cave because it was mm-hmm. nighttime and it just um, like it just got darker than the darkness that it already was. But sorry, I had just took us off on a tangent. Let's get back to No, no, no that's totally things. cool. But- yeah, no, no. I, like, <laughs> I haven't gotten any EVPs or any pictures or anything like that, but my friend who was in on it did. And like one, like she was part of the Memphis Ghost Hunters or I don't know if they were called, but mm-hmm. they would have certain cemeteries they would go to and, you know, meet up people and. She had one where there was like a kid and they would always bring like a little toy, like a Hot Wheels car or something like that or something maybe out of a, you know, McDonald's Happy Meal, you know, Mm -hmm. something small, little toy doesn't cost much. And she would record and she was like, I brought you a toy and I hope you're doing okay. Um, Do you want me to stay here with you and pause and then all the stuff, you know. So when she played it back, she's like, I brought you a toy. You heard a little kid go, thank you. (gasps) <gasps> and then he was, would Chills. you like me to stay here with you? And then the little kid, and she's still talking and he says something you can't understand. Cause she still started talking, but she was like, he's like, no, and blah, 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 you know? And then that, she couldn't understand what he was saying. Cause she was talking over it. But I, I listened to it. I was like, that is creepy as hell. Oh my God. Did you listen to it? Oh yeah. Um, I heard it. I never, I didn't, I wasn't there when it was taken, but I heard it and I totally believe her. No. Oh no. I've been haunted before. So <laughs> I, I totally, haunted? yes. I, I need to hear this story. If Maybe you, well, mean- actually, you can hear it. Um, go to um, You Can See Me in the Dark. It's a podcast. Okay. It's called You Can See Me in the Dark. I'm the first episode of their season two, and it's called The Portal. And I do the whole episode. And it's a couple of times, a couple instances I had with some you know ghostly run-ins. You said it's called The Portal? The episode is, the podcast is called You Can See Me in the Dark. But yeah, I found it. Okay. Found it. So yeah, from kids 20, at home. You August, can listen to August 2020? Well. August 2020? Yeah. Oh, you're a two-parter. Oh no, you're just this one. Yeah, I'm just this one. Okay. There are some two-parters though. And a lot and some gonna, of those are people I know, like other people I know. Because it's okay. all Memphis-based people. Um <clears throat> anyway, back on Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> After our tangent, that's totally cool. Um so they, you know, Will says that Vecna's still alive. He's still out there. How do you think he's still alive? We saw his body get destroyed. 
I don't know. It just kind of seems like maybe he's got, um, I don't just multiple bodies. That's it. I'm just somehow he returns like Palpatine yeah. and the sequel trilogy. I'm thinking that maybe he put his consciousness inside the mind flare in the shadow oh. monster. Yeah. And is now, cause you saw at the end, it kind of looked like maybe there could be a mind flare in the clouds at the end of the season. Cause those mm-hmm. from like smoke below coming in different points kind of look like spider leg almost. Yeah. And which makes total sense that he was the mind flayer because of the spider thing. Mm-hmm. And he was all into spiders. And he um, did kind of allude to it. They did kind of allude to that in some way. Cause whenever he was talking about when he first got into the upside down, right. He was like, I felt I was like the most powerful thing there until I met the mind flare. And it was like the cloud that was just. Then he right shaped it like the damn spider yes. and took it yes. over kind of thing. Exactly. So the wow. whole time it was him, the entire time. So I wonder if he went after Will for a reason. Like at the beginning, you know, like the Demogorgon took Will mm-hmm. and didn't kill him. You know, he know he could have killed him. Yeah. You know he could have, but there's a reason. And there's this whole thing where um, there's a comparison of Will and um, Henry Creel, how they're both like, they were both really quiet children, sensitive children. That's what they're both were called that sensitive children. Mm-hmm. There's something uh, kind of even for Will before he gets abducted, there's still something kind of, um, I don't know, um, off putting about his character. And I don't mean the gay thing, even if that's the case. I mean, like he's kind of more of a loner, you know, like mm-hmm. even though he has these friends, he's still kind of a loner. And it makes him even more of a loner when he gets taken over by the mind flare yeah. or whatnot. And he's so easier to manipulate in that way. Right. And I wonder if Vecna knows that about him and they're that this kinship. And um, that's why I was like, I wonder if he's got powers we don't know about. Oh. You know, or maybe Vecna gives him powers because he's connected to the Mind Flayer or something, you know. Interesting. You know, because you know how Vecna's like, hey, I took your power, Eleven, you know. And it's like, well, maybe he accidentally left some power. And that's the reason why Will still fills him, you know, like I have something they're connected still. Yeah. He's got a little something that's interesting. I don't think I even considered that. That's so interesting that you would say that. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm like, Oh, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip one of them. Cause we already talked about it, about Will's sexuality and we talked about it, killing off Jason and Eddie and mm-hmm. should they have killed off another character? which you said maybe Max could have been killed off. Yeah. I actually thought like I even talked about this in volume one um, since the, the trailer for volume two came out and you barely saw Mike. I was like, oh, they're going to kill Mike, oh, which that would be bad. Oh my I, God. That'd be really bad. Like 11 would be like, all right, I'm exploding this world. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> this, this no, world nobody might. would be alive. She would have killed everybody. That's I hate crazy. you. No, mm-hmm. you know, or to really put a fire under her to really end this, which it could still happen in volume five. Yeah. Or season five, excuse me, not volume five. <laughs> Can season you imagine five. this whole show and it's just like, yeah, and then the the end of the show is everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> that would take me up. Robbie was convinced like they're still gonna kill L off at the end of the series. I'm like, no, they better not. You know, they gotta figure out some kind of way to keep her around. Hey, she wanted her Game of Thrones ending, she can get it. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Watch out, Millie. You won't be yeah. killed. <laughs> you know. Um the Duffer brothers have said that season five will have the same groupings and pairings as season one. So mm-hmm. you got your D and D group, you've got your teenagers, you got your adults mm-hmm. and you got will on his own. Yeah. Which they've also said that will is going to be the main focus of season five. Wow. Okay. Because a lot of stuff helps. So it makes kind of sense that it would come, come back around 
which is why I was like, ooh, so maybe he gets taken over by Vecna or the Mind Flayer, one and the same, basically. Um, and I mean, it, does that sound like that's what he would do? Like they would just separate him from the group somehow? Yeah, and I, I hope they do it in a way where it's like, Will's not the main character like he was in season one, where he doesn't get any of the association with Stranger Things because he's just been hidden the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I think that w- that would be interesting, and especially with what you were saying about Vecna kind of, I guess, seeing some similarities. Maybe he's got some powers in him. Maybe he would be the main character in that way because he could put his essence or his mind Ooh, into Will. Or he, he jumps into Will, and Will's still there and knows how he does all the things he does. Yeah. And eventually gets out of Will and Will can still do some of the things that he could do. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah. That would be wild. Ooh. I don't know. I wish I knew because this I mean, this show is like a show about Dungeons and Dragons, right? I wish I knew more like lore because I've seen some things. I've seen some rumors. Well, it's not really but- about Dungeons. It's just they use characters and stuff that are similar because like the Demogorgon in actual Dungeons and Dragons is like a two headed monster. Mm hmm. You know, it's two faces. So, like, I, they they call it that because it has a blank face, and when it opens it up, it has yeah. a big old flowery thing of teeth. You know, so um, the mind flayer doesn't look like that. He's just a guy, mm-hmm. and you know, Vecna is a dark wizard type of thing. You know, so yeah, they have similarities, and that's why they keep because that's what they know. That's all they know. That's why they keep na- naming these characters. Um, but D and D is fun to play. It just yeah. can take hours, really? hours. <laughs> I've been trying to get into it. My friend sent me all this like starter starter material. Yeah. And, you need uh, to find a group that's willing to kind of teach you mm-hmm. at least let you be a novice, you know, and sit around and, and watch and play. Cause we played and we weren't even through the full campaign. We had done like at least, I want to say at least 18 hours worth of campaigning and we still weren't even halfway through. Oh my God. But that was like, spread out like over like once a month type of thing. You know what I mean? We came back and, and did some more. It's fun to do it. And it goes by pretty fast when you're playing it. Cause you're kind of getting involved, but then you're like, I'm still not done. My God. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought it was something that you make up on your own. I, I, and that's, I just don't know. I just don't know. Well, I thought you make up to your an extent. There is like, you have like a story most of the time. If you, you know, you can probably make some up on your own, like they do on the big bang theory. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have like, you can buy different games and there's different situations and you have your dungeon master who, sets it all up. He or she reads everything and gets it all set up. They're the ones who dole out the points. So they, a lot of times it's, you know, it's set between you have to have so many points. And so when you roll your die, um, if you have this many points, you get to do what you wanted to do. Like I want to cast a spell on somebody. Well, okay. You have to have so many points to do that. So that's roll the die and they get those points. You're like, all right, you can cast a spell and it works or it doesn't work or whatever, depending on how low your points are. It's really, it's interesting and you have to take mm-hmm. notes. So like what happened? What happened when I did that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, an, it's you're, fun. Only, you're only selling me more. The more you describe it. <laughs> it's, it's, a fun, it's a fun game. It's just like a good, very time, involved. Yeah. It's very yeah. involved. So yeah. Um, any other characters? We'll see who they could have killed off. I wonder. Uh, Steve. I thought Steve could have been a possibility. Um, yeah. Everybody was talking about Steve. I'm like, don't you touch Steve. <laughs> See, I thought um, I thought they did kill Steve before I finished volume one. I was on Twitter, which is a huge mistake to do if you like anything, right? <laughs> get, get on Twitter and that's what your timeline is. Uh, I think you had tweeted something. I think you had tweeted like RIP Steve. And 
I think the next episode I saw was the one where Steve's kind of getting torn up by the demo bats. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no, he's dead. And then he comes back and I've just been confused the rest of the season because this whole time I was like, why did that person say R.I.P. Steve? So (laughs) I think it was the thing where I retweeted the the Netflix um, billboard. Oh, okay. and it was like protect Steve at all costs or something like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That must have been it because I I never would have said R.I.P. Steve unless I was really trying to screw <laughs> with people. Oh, he died. Oh no! What? What? Mm-hmm. Don't watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Steve, there was this whole thing with him and Nancy and whether or not they might get back together, and then whole you know Nancy and Jonathan whether or not they're still going out, and it was kind of up in the air. Um, do you want to see Steve and Nancy get back together? Yeah, honestly, just because of how stupid Jonathan's been like handling yeah. that whole situation, keeping her in the dark, the well, whole they're both keeping each other in the dark. Are they? Yeah. She Wait, didn't. What she was she like, hiding? She was supposed to go out there and she didn't, or he was supposed to come home and he didn't. And it was kind of like, they both weren't really saying that it's kind of over, oh. even though, cause they don't want it to be over. Cause it's got that familiarity. I'm sure. But yeah. Yeah. I think I missed that part because I was just so focused on him. Because like I think the biggest mess up to me was just like him just not even applying to the college. I think that they were both planning on going to, and I was mm-hmm. like, "How are you going to handle that? You're just going to wait till everything just blows up and just be like, all right, yeah, I guess oh, by we're, the way. <laughs> we're done. This is the easiest way for me to do this.' Sorry it just, about it, it. It just upset me. That was all. I, I was just been so bothered by him. Um, <laughs> and then Steve has gone through so much growth, right? And he's. I don't know, because I used to not like him, and I think... Yeah. Well, he was a dick. He was supposed to be a dick that died in the first season, and they liked him mm. so much, they kept him around. Because the guy, you know, he came back with the big bat, with the you know, and he, you know, started beating up the McGorgon at the end of the season one. Yeah. And originally, that was supposed to be Will and Jonathan's dad. Oh. And okay. so they changed it to be Steve, because they really liked Joe Carey a lot. So, like, we're going to keep this guy around. Yeah, they did you good. Know, and develop that character more. And they made it more of like a comic relief type character. But at the same time, you took him seriously. Cause you're like, you know, he's actually doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've always liked his, his character growth. And he even mentions that to Nancy. He was like, you know what? I just want to thank you for dating me, you know, because and all this stuff and for dumping me because that really woke me up and made me start realizing the way I've treated people and how I was treating myself and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. With that, do you want them to get back together or, or are you just kind of okay with them not? I kind of okay with them not getting back together. I kind of feel like they'll probably get back together for a minute and then they should just break up because they should realize, you know what? We're better off as friends. I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't really care about the relationships as far as getting people together and, you know, separate. I just don't care about that. I'm more concerned about the main issue, which is upside down leaking into Hawkins. So yeah, listen, let's focus on your story. How about that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really care. don't care. Okay. Well, speaking of that, um, let's do a little pop quiz, uh, BuzzFeed quiz, where it's, are you a Jonathan or are you a Steve? Okay. Um, I'm going to have you answer these questions. So first up, pick a Stranger Things kid to hang out with, Will or Dustin? Oh, Dustin. Okay. Um, say that again like that. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even- <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> anyway. Okay, what are you more into, music or movies? Uh, music. Okay. Which Nancy outfit do you prefer, the classic one from season one or the skirt suit from this past season where she went to like the... the I don't um, think I remember what she wore in season one. Season one, honest. she had a, kind of like this red, like 
corduroy jacket on with like this fleece lining on the inside, the hair back. And this new season, she's wearing like this blue, you know, the one she went to Robin to the, the penitentiary, not penitentiary. Oh, yeah. let's go. Let's go season one. Season okay, one, classic. But... All right. Pick a vice. Alcohol or weed? Uh, weed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Pick a Stranger Things season. Season one or season two? Uh, ooh, season one for sure. Okay. Which are you, an introvert or an extrovert? Introvert. Introvert. All right. Another season um, pick uh, between season three and season four. Four for sure. All right. An 80s horror movie, The Thing or A Nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare on Elm Street. And who would you pick as your BFF, Eddie or Robin? Eddie for, oh, mm, Robin's pretty cool. Probably Robin. Okay. She's a little more predictable. <laughs> Um, would you pick just, a, go ahead. She would have, she would have good advice. I feel like just another perspective. Yeah. I feel like me and Eddie wouldn't really talk about anything too deep. I think it would just be more like just enjoying each other's company, you know? Yeah. It's not less yeah, of a friendship. Yeah. She's more give and take and he's a little more, he's closed off a little bit in some regards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Pick a pet, a cat or a dog dog. Woof. All right. Which adult would you go to for help? Murray or Sean Astin's Bob from season two? Murray's the guy with the glasses that speaks Russian, right? The, yeah, the journalist. Oh, yeah. I love Murray. He's great. Okay. Go with Murray. Are you in a relationship? I'm going to say yes for you. Yes. Pick a monster to fight. Demogorgon or Vecna? <laughs> uh, I'd probably have a better chance against the Demogorgon. Okay. And finally, are you good at sharing your feelings? Yes or no? Mm, not so much. I'm, I'm getting there, but okay. probably no right now. Yeah. No. Oh, you got Jonathan. <laughs> no. <laughs> it says, man. just like Jonathan, you are thoughtful and reserved. You'd rather stay home, chill, and listen to some tunes than go out to parties. You're not the best at expressing your feelings, despite the fact that you feel quite deeply. You are an original who prefers to go against the grain, and you definitely don't care what other people think about you. Okay. I guess I could see that, yeah. You're like, okay. <laughs> he just bummed me out, that's all. It's probably the weed <laughs> that did it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've, yeah, that's probably it. You know what it was? Maybe that's why I was so frustrated with Jonathan this season because I saw myself in him. And, uh, <laughs> you can do better, man. You could be better. You don't have to choose this path. Yeah. <laughs> um, since I already talked about this, uh, you know, I said Will can still fail Vecna. He might have some of his powers. We don't know. Do you mm-hmm. think that since Max is trapped in her own mind, that maybe she could have part of Vecna in her too? So, yeah, when when I read that question for me, I, that just kind of threw me through a loop because I didn't even consider it. Have you heard rumors about this? Because no, I just, my own theories. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, they're going to use that for the story's benefit. And I'm sure she's probably just going to be creeping around somewhere. Or she might even be like, like Will was, excuse me, in season one where he's just, she's just kind of hiding. But I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. But, um, it would be nice. That'd be interesting to see. We're probably going to see L constantly going back to the hospital, trying to get into Max's mind to get her out. Mm-hmm. Cause she already yeah. tried it once and she couldn't find her, but I'm sure she can find her. I don't know. Something. Hopefully. I don't know. She's God. She's been through so much. Yeah. 
for real. And I hate that she's blind now. I'm like, maybe that was just a quick thing. Maybe it'll get fixed. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So back to number eight, who's Callie, who we were talking about. Do you okay. think she should make a reappearance in season five? She's She has to. I think that is, uh, and not even for the sake of the story, but just for the sake of just a plot line they just completely abandoned. Uh, Continuity. Yeah, just make it make it make sense. Find a way to to work her in if it doesn't work. I don't know. Maybe she can come think, in in like the final battle. You know, it's like trying to help type of thing. Yeah, the the backup or something. Especially if like some time's gonna pass because I'm assuming L will be, be in a place that's closer to like where Allie or Callie was the first time that they met. So yeah, she'd understand a little bit more. What do you? I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I think that it would be a, a smart move for her to be, and and still, I still think it would have been a smart move to her to be the guidance counselor, pulling the trick of them. has been there the whole time watching. But mm-hmm. if she did that, then she would have been complicit in letting things happen and not help. So I don't think that's who she is. But I do think that maybe she could probably feel the disturbance, you know, mm-hmm. going on in Hawkins. Um, maybe Elle goes and finds her to train some more. Maybe Elle's powers expand and she can do the same things that Callie can. She wants to train that. You never know. So mm-hmm. I think that'd be really neat just to bring her in and be like, hey, this is my basically my sister, you know, because, um, you know, since they went to the lab together. Yeah. What if um, what if like Elle is incapacitated in some way and Callie trains Will in his powers that we just kind of that you just speculated about? That'd be interesting. That would be interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, Or if Will's powers are more like Callie's. You never know. You know, if mm-hmm. Will has any powers, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. It's like like a whole spectrum of. Of like this upside down power that they have. Yeah. Right. And we wanted to make it, you know, not where it comes out being like the X-Men where everybody's got powers, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. but something at the final battle where things start happening, you're like, oh yeah, here we go. You know, it's mm-hmm. going down now. That would be really cool. If at least she yeah. showed up in the last couple episodes to help, that'd be great. I don't know. Um, So the Duffer brothers have a whole bunch of stuff they have coming out for, um, Stranger Things, well, not just Stranger Things, but in general, they just signed a whole deal with Netflix and they are coming up. Oh, my God. You just don't understand. So this is all the stuff they have in development per a Netflix tweet. They okay. have an all new live action television adaptation of the renowned Japanese manga and anime series Death Note. So oh, they made that into a- like a movie and it didn't do so well. So, no, they're the probably going to be a little more faithful. Yeah, the, the cartoon of it or I guess the anime of it is really good. Okay. Yeah, um, they're going to have another original series from some of uh, the writers from Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Oh, they're going to do a um, a series adaptation of Stephen King and Peter Straub's The Talisman. And okay. apparently they says a new stage play set within the world mythology of Stranger Things. A stage so play. I, I know I it says like- a state. So I don't know if they're actually doing a play and they're going to record it for Netflix. Oh, like um, Hamilton kind of like Hamilton. Yeah, kind of like a live show type thing. So I don't know how that would work. It'd be interesting. And then they said they're going to have a live action spinoff series based on the original idea by the bro- by the Duffer Brothers. So spinoff of Stranger Things. Um, but I read that it's not going to feature any of the main characters. Mm-hmm. So I would love for it to feature the main characters or at least a character that we're familiar with. So I don't know if yeah. what they mean is main characters. They mean like the kids, the teens and the main adults. Could would Murray be a main character? Would it be about him? Maybe would it just mm-hmm. be about somebody they know? Could it be about Erica? She's not like a main main character. She's yeah. there, but she's not featured as much. You know, 
Um, that's what I know. I wonder if it's going to be supernatural. Maybe that's where Callie this, comes in. <laughs> that's, maybe Callie's the spinoff. Oh, man. oh, that would actually make sense. And they bring mm-hmm. her in and like, all right, man, you get your own show. Yeah, they're doing that time jump, which I'm thinking because they, you know, because the kids are growing up so fast. And I was t- saying how Erica did not look like she was age 11. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's totally like and she's probably like 16, 17 in real life. And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, you're 11. It's like, yeah, I have boobs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got boobs. Kind of hard to be that. So they're going to have to do a time jump and she'll probably be in middle of high school. They'll be graduating high school. That'll probably mm-hmm. be the thing, which I think since they were freshmen in 86, it's probably be in 89 where they're seniors. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be right? 87 mean, yeah, 89 would be seniors. Yeah. That'd be um, interesting just to see like what they'd be doing three whole years later, you know? I know, could, like you know, or just even a big, like even a year later, like all that stuff, the upside down is creeping its way into Hawkins. Yeah, is the place continue be completely life. taken over? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you even do in that yeah. situation? Maybe they've moved out of Hawkins by that point. It might be the yeah. case where they've all kind of moved out of Hawkins and they're like in a neighboring town, mm-hmm. and they had to go to school there because everything's going to shit in Hawkins. Um, I'm very interested in that. Oh, maybe that's what drives them because Callie went to Chicago, right? You said, yeah. Maybe they go to Chicago and now it's like a different setting, big city. That's possible because they're not supposed to be that ca- far from Chicago. No, yeah, I mean Indiana's right there, so yeah. Hmm. We have a lot to think of, a lot of things to think on. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. very interested. Um, I still want that holiday special for sure. Um, <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. Have you seen the? Um, uh, I guess like the predictions that are going around online about the the show. No, what, what have you seen? So what I saw was that. Eddie is not actually dead. So this is, these are people getting into like the actual Dungeons and Dragons lore. Okay. So Vecna, Vecna is apparently the second most powerful character. And the most powerful character is this three headed dragon, which okay. would be the same dragon that will had drawn. And okay. the way that all kind of ties in together is because I think, um, a lot of these characters were like drawing things before they actually happened. Right. Um, and so that's what Will's whole thing was, was he drew the dragon before it actually happened. And he thinks he's just drawing this from his heart, but he's actually drawing this from, um, from a place of like predicting what was going to happen. See, there he has a power. If that's the case, there you go. Yeah. That's probably his thing is just like, seeing kind of a little bit. Yeah. He's got some foresight. Um, and so this dragon is the most powerful thing. And I think so at some point I should have looked more into it a vampire kind of gets into play and the vampire is like Vecna's second in command. And they're saying that like Eddie's got like bat and vampire tattoos on him and his body is left in the upside down. Like they couldn't recover it. So maybe his body like is possessed and he becomes like quote unquote the vampire version of, of Eddie and he's helping Vecna in some way, but ultimately his character is the one that kills Vecna in the end. So this is going to be like maybe Eddie's way of coming back and saving the day and being and really like being the hero that he was kind of growing to be. But he still probably so. had to die because of the vampire. Oh, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that could possibly. I mean, I, the only thing I know is that um, Joseph Quinn, who plays Eddie, said he was only option for one season. He was like, well, I know, you know, at the, when he started going in before he read the scripts, he was like, yeah, I was <laughs> kind of hoping to be like Joe Keery. They would like me a lot. And they would be like, all right, we're going to keep you around. And he's like, that was not the case. <laughs> 
they had that not sounds like that sounds like misdirection to me. That sounds it like could misdirection. Be. Yeah, it could be. You know, I but he doesn't know that... either. He might not know, and they'll be like, "Hey, by the way, later on, they'll be like, mm-hmm. you're coming back, but don't tell anybody." I just see like, no reason for him to just volunteer that information and us be like, "Okay, you know." Well, they were talking about how you, are you disappointed that you got killed off? That's what it was. That's oh. the question. And mm-hmm. he was like, "Yeah," um, but I mean, you look at it. Billy got killed off, and he showed up in this season too. But in her mm-hmm. mind, but still, he was still there. Um, so. Daker yep. Mc- Montgomery, that's his name, or Dacker or Daker. He's an interesting mm-hmm. name. The guy who plays I'm not Billy. Sure. Zach Efron, basically. That's, <laughs> that's who he almost. Looks like. Almost. Yeah. So hopefully we won't have to wait another two to three years, which everybody's like, it's coming back in 2024. And I'm like, oh no. Make it 2023. <laughs> Please. Speed this Make it 2023. Out. Come on, guys. Write this shit out. Get it mm-hmm. filmed. Let's not have to you wait. Had all this time. You had all this time to write it. Yeah, you did. You had all this time to start working. I'm sure they like, oh, we have it all outlined. I'm like, well, write it, damn it. <laughs> make us happy. Seriously, make some storyboards. Make it happen. And I just saw that the Duffer Brothers have a master class you can go on to. Um, you know, the master class things. And it says, oh, we'll show you how to create a TV show. We're going to go through everything that we went through with Stranger Things and all that. Because originally it was called Montauk. Because it was based off the Montauk projects and stuff. And mm-hmm. they changed it to Hawkins. and Because um, they were trying to like test kids and secret powers and whatnot back in the eighties or the late seventies. Oh, that was a real thing. That sounds, that sounds fun. And so oh, they, wait, yeah, they, what? yeah, it's a real thing that they were doing that the height of the red scare type of, you know, um, in the late seventies, early eighties, there was a place in, I think Montauk was in New York and it was going to take place in Montauk, which is a real place. And they had like a Hawkins type lab. There was a real thing and they were testing kids and trying to make psychic abilities happen and all that stuff. So they were like, Oh, we can make something out of this. And so, they started it off and that was the original name of the show. Um, a lot of the characters were different. Some of the characters had different, you know, different names and whatnot, but I am going to, I just want to learn about this real life thing. So let me just write that down real quick. Cause that sounds interesting. Yeah. It's M O N T A U K Montauk done. Yeah. I've got like this huge list of like TV shows. Oh, you can't even see it, but <laughs> <laughs> TV shows, movies, and just like things I want to Google later. So oh, I do that all the time. I'm like, all right, we're finding out more about this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What else has this guy been in? Oh, that's interesting. I'll watch that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do that all the time. But anyway, thank you so much, Nate, for coming on with me today. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm glad I enjoyed it. And I'm glad I got to watch it because I went out of town the whole time. Otherwise, yeah. we would have recorded this sooner. <laughs> and I, had, I went out of town. I was watching like the first episode on my way to Pennsylvania and the, mm-hmm. the and volume two. We only got to watch half of it on the way back. And then I had to oh, no, you had home. to stop halfway through. That's yes. the worst. Oh, no. It was literally right in the middle of the episode. So it was a good halfway point. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it was when uh, I had to stop in the middle of like Vecna attacking Max in the gym. Oh, no, that's a terrible wall, time to and I was stop. Like, ah, and then I stopped. I was like, oh, stop. <laughs> like, ladies and gentlemen, put, please put your stuff away and like, everything, put everything upright positions. I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, no, so. that's the worst time. But yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I had a really good time. I think it's always a good, you always, I don't know. I just think you're interesting. You have a, like, a lot of good things to say. And I just like having, you know, conversations with you. Well, I like having you on too, because you're just fun <laughs> to bounce things off of and, you know. You, you, you like to keep the, the, your mind open about everything. So that's yeah, always really thank cool. You. Thank Make you, sure thank you check out Nate and Brucker on Blue Milk Drop, uh, Star Wars podcast, where they talk about everything in the Star Wars universe. Primarily right now, you guys are focused more on the series, correct? All yeah, the we just series. finished. 
just finished up Kenobi. Now we're going to get into uh, just a little bit of off-season content, some things we've been playing around with, ideas of that nature. When are you guys going to jump into the movies? Uh, I don't. We're hesitant to do it just because it's just kind of played out. Everybody always talks about it, so we 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 try to like, like just add in like our thoughts on the movies as we do episodes on other things. And that's you should come up with some like quiz. Maybe you should do like a movie quiz episode where you have like several different people on. You quiz them on stuff for the movies. Oh, that'd be fun. And then what they think. You know, I think you volunteered yourself to be. Oh God, no. I, will, I will fail yeah. miserably. There's yeah. so much stuff I don't understand about Star Wars. I know the basics, but not like I don't remember people's names. Most of the time, unless it's like the core people, I don't mm-hmm. remember a damn thing about Star Wars. A lot of it just doesn't. I just don't get it. I'm like, what? What is this? Huh? How? Huh? <laughs> what is so appealing about this thing? The politics yeah. and stuff that happened in it. I'm like, I don't understand. Trying to watch it as a child I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand any of this. It didn't oh, make yeah. any sense. You know, but maybe we'll see. I still haven't finished the the, the series of movies. So I still have like the last two to oh. watch. Oh, but it probably won't bother me as bad because I'm not a huge, you know, huge Star Wars fan or anything. So I'll probably like, mm-hmm. okay, but I'll get there eventually. It's kind of all those movies I had to watch with friends. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I yeah, make that. sure make sure you listen to Blue Milk Drop Pod yeah, podcast. And where can they find you on Twitter for the Blue Milk Drop? Is it just at Blue Milk Drop Pod? At Blue Milk Drop, we got the name on everything. So, yeah, check us out. On Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, poor doggy. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. And until next time, we'll see uh, Stranger Things 5. All right, for sure. See you, man. Meh. Dustin can watch. Hey, Queerdos. Henry and Aaron here. If you're cruising to find a hot take or two on queer television and movies, look no further than our new podcast, Queer Clicker. Thrust yourself into a queer scene in New Orleans with recaps of the latest reimagining, or requel, if you will, The New Queerest Folk. And so much more. Essentially, an old married couple bicker at each other about things that happen on TV. Consider yourself baited. Subscribe and like today wherever you listen to podcasts.